Hello, sexy nerds. Um, I'm doing this intro right now to remind you guys that voting is going to happen next week. And early voting is already happening in some states. If you haven't already voted by early voting, make sure you do go vote on election day this year, November 6th. It's, it's our civic duty, and we control our destiny. So make sure you vote. Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. I am only your classic nerd. And I'm VM, a comic book nerd. I don't know why I like had that inflection in my voice. Did I use that word right? Inflection? Mm. Infection? Inflection. 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 It, it sounded weird, right? Slightly. Inner conclave of nerdum. Yeah. It was like very like William Shatner syllable-ish. Kind of, right? He, I don't know about Shatner, but... Shatner does it. Welcome to Star Trek. It sounded more like uh, the guy who voiced the My Sweet 16. What? Or Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. That guy. Robin Leach? Is it, was it Robin yeah, Leach? Yeah, Robin Leach. Robin Leach. The, the guy was like, and the yacht! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Robin Leach. Mm, that guy. Yeah. He's also famous for uh, the guy, the voice, the, he does X-Factor. Does he do that? There's an X-Factor. Britain's Got Talent, he does. Does he, yeah. Is he hey, still alive? Yeah, he's, I think it's the same guy. He's still alive? I don't know, maybe it's, it sounds like the same no, guy. Robin Leach died recently, I think. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure that yeah. dude's dead. You well, know, who does the, uh, Britain's Got Talent, because it's almost the same voice. I don't know, Simon Cowell or something? It's not Simon Cowell. Yeah, the voice no, is Simon, it. Simon, but it's Simon the same Cowell. guy, same guy, like, and his yacht is worth $3 Oh, yeah, yeah Rumbleach died in August of uh, this year. Of this year, yeah. Uh, did he do Britain's Got Talent? I'm looking up, and it, it says he did Entertainment Tonight, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous, which is known for. It yeah. didn't say anything about Britain's Got Talent yeah. or X Factor or anything. I no. wonder who did. Yeah, I don't know, man. You and your Anglo's and shit. Yeah. Your Britain. You know, look. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm pretty pissed off that Halloween is on a Wednesday this weekend or this year because you have to do all your parties now. Like the but I mean, before. how many, for many years it's been during the weekend. I know, you but do I don't like that party shit. over the weekend. Yeah, mm. and the reality is that does anyone actually party on Halloween? Most people See, party yeah, sometimes on the weekends. So no, friend, it's like the, the week the weekday is for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Week, I mean, yeah. every every time I've seen a Halloween party, it's always been two weeks before Halloween actually was going on. Well, my well, friend, before, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right, every yeah. time there's been a Halloween party, it's like it's like October first. My buddy's throwing like a Halloween party slash bottle share tomorrow. I don't know what a bottle share yeah, is. A bottle, a bottle share. share is like... Will you bring your own booze? Yeah, you bring your beer, like a specific beer, and like you give it to the, like the host or some shit. I don't know. Like you, you bring your own beer? You like bring a, a beer. A single from, beer. You bring like a beer. Yeah, like a bottle or a share. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. It's some weird beer culture. Oh, stuff. I think what... Okay, so I, I think I kind of understand what you're talking about here. I'm assuming that what you do is like... If, if it's for beer people, you probably yeah. bring like several craft beers that you like yeah and you all kind of put it into like, you know, like kind of a collective. And oh, then, so it's not like you don't bring one. Because no, I don't no. have to say, I'm like... Who's drinking that one? So, like, or like, technically, a bottle share would be that you bring one, everyone brings one, and then you swap to tr- and try something that you haven't had before. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yes. but I'm assuming in a party. But if setting, everyone brings one, you only you, end up with one drink. No, you yeah. pour. Yeah, but you pour a little bit in each cup, and everyone takes. And there's gonna be other alcohol there. But you're you're bringing a beer so everyone could try it. So think of it like stupid. the party, the the pin the tail and the donkey of the party is you trying the new beer. Yeah. But the concessions of the party is going to be other booze, yeah. or cheaper yeah. booze, yeah. or anything else. So that's basically. What it is. Are you going? I don't know. I don't drink beer, right? So it's like. You yeah, know, you only do the hard yeah. stuff. I don't hang out with fucking JB and Squee. Who? 
What? From, from Kavanaugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was lifting weights. PJ. PJ. And Squee. It took me a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, but you may have Too soon. that devil's. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, yeah, Too yeah, soon. yeah, we're not going to say that. Gentlemen. But yeah, so I didn't do that. I went to a party over the weekend, though. Oh, yeah, I saw your costume. It was nice. It was. Yeah. You, I couldn't believe you did it, but I, you did it. I went as a couple. They did a couple's costume, him and Zide. <laughs> yeah, good for you guys. Shame, shame. Couple's situation. goals. Me and my cousin Zide. Best friend. Best heterosexual life mate. Yeah. Yeah. Not so sure. If it's heterosexual or not, we went as Mario. Oh, we don't judge at this. We don't podcast. judge. Yeah. We, went as Mario I mean, we do. It's incest, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that part we judge. The, the right? sex part, not so much. Yeah, yeah. well, that too. <laughs> it's incest. It's incest. We really need to. We need to like set those rules down in yeah, stone. The, actually, the boundaries that we're we're trying to set here, yeah. they're very flimsy. Yeah. We're Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. The, car, yeah. the, the currently new constitution. Yeah, the currently new constitution. We need to draft one. You know what? It works because I'm like I'm short. You're short and hairy. Yeah, and he's tall and skinny, so it's like. Even though Luigi's not that much taller than him. Luigi's taller than Mario. No, he's just got a higher hat. No, Luigi's taller than Mario. I know, Luigi's taller, but not that much taller. No, he's a good... No, they're both very small characters. No, 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 Luigi's tall. No, that's the That's what separates them. Well, they both start short, and then they eat the mushroom, and they grow. That much taller. Yeah. Um, Zide's ridiculously taller than He's six foot four. Yeah. I'm five foot eight. He's six inches taller than me. You're five foot two. Fuck you, man. He's a solid foot... He's something he's higher than you. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with Luckily, it's Halloween, so you can wear those lifts in your shoes. Fuck that you off. Like. <laughs> but it was fun. We 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 dressed up as Mario and Luigi, and like we were yelling, "Here we go!" <laughs> it was a good. It was a actually well executed couple's yeah. costume. Yeah. Did you see? It was pulled. Did you see Amir's costume? I didn't see Amir's. Amir costume. went as I'd. That's funny. <laughs> That's bought, funny. He bought a Justin because Bieber he's wig. tall. Yeah, he bought a Justin Bieber wig. He grew out a little mustache because Zayd always has a little peach fudge mustache. That is funny. He does. And then he wore Zayd's uh, shirt from work and his name tag. <laughs> And people, That's legit- cre- That's genuine- people legitimately thought it was Zayd. Genu- That's genuinely creative, actually. It's also kind of racist. Why? People thought it was Zayd. He was actually Zayd. Because Zayd is the whitest looking. Because he had the hair and the mustache. Yeah, but Zayd's like the whitest looking Middle Eastern I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, they're about the same height. And Amir is like half Anglo. But it, Anglo what I love Spanish. about that is that it's a genuinely creative Yeah. Because only Amir could pull back because he's tall. Yeah. Right? Like, you couldn't. I'm, I'm Zayd. Yeah, it's not going to work. You put Justin Bieber hair on you. Yeah, like, why do you look like yeah. Justin Bieber? Yeah, why are you a fucking bearded Bieber? Yeah. yeah. But my, my brother, my brother went as Post Malone. I saw that on his I Instagram. That. Actually, good. really well done, Post, yeah. Mal- post, post Yoshi Malone. or whatever. Yeah. Yosh Malone. Yosh Malone was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was actually really well executed for just, you know, marker. Yeah. It's just really well done. Really well done. Did you see what went viral, though? It was the girl who made the Ruth Vader Ginsburg. That was good. Ruth Vader Ginsburg was fantastic. They also did uh, a couple the couple costumes that really were popular. Filter non filter. Filter non filter was really well done. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine or whatever the show is that your favorite the show with the That's, Andy's. Yeah. What about Brooklyn Nine Nine? There's a couple. They went as the, the Amy Santiago and uh, Jake Peralta. Yeah, they went as that. Okay, uh, that was a, a really popular. And then Army Soldiers. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Army soldiers. Yeah, like the little uh, the soldier toys. Oh, uh, toy soldiers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, with the foot connect. Uh, foot connect. They, they, went, they went as that. That was really well done. I, yeah, Halloween's a moment. I was thinking s- of doing ketchup and mustard for Zayd and I, but yeah, <laughs> it's super. It's a time to be super. See, here's the thing: you either go super creative, uh-huh. or it's just an excuse for you to 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 you know be lazy as hell and uh-huh. show off whatever you've got. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So if you're a dude, you take off your shirt. Yeah. You're, go, mm, I'm a barbarian. I'm a Spartan. Or like, you, yeah, you rip up your shirt a little bit and say, I'm a gladiator. Like that's, no, you're not a gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Gladiators wore armor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that you're shaming right? men. Or, or, yeah, no, I'm going to shame everybody, right? So it's either laziness, right? 
mm-hmm. like that. I'm gonna tear off my shirt. Or it's like super creative. Like we're gonna go as 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 these characters from this one show. Yeah. Or we're gonna go as filter no filter. Yeah. yeah. I think couple costumes are more interesting if slightly gross. Mm-hmm. Like they're adorably gross. Like you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's how you. That's how I view most couple costumes. Right. You go, fair enough. Oh, gross. Yeah. Fair enough. But they're the most creative. I've always thought. Yeah, because right. you can. You can do a you lot with pull it. Pull off yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. Salt right? and pepper and shit. Salt and pepper. You can go as a Voldemort and Bellatrix, the oh. truest couple no, the world you, has ever seen. You could do what uh, Ted Mosby did. He was at the Hanging Chad uh, yeah, poll, and then his, his wife was uh, like an old voter. Like mm. She had a Gord Lieberman hat on. Mm. Or the, the, people kind of do the... I don't like the generic couples costume. Ketchup mustard. Like no, that's just slightly creative. But <laughs> like cop prisoner. Oh, yeah, 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 it's dumb. Priest nun. Uh. Those are just kinda that's not creative. You just went to a store, like, oh, we're gonna do this. Yeah. I like the ones that you actually like you've thought about it. That's yeah. true. And you know what, let's face it, I, I I'm t- I'm sick of seeing Harley Joker. Oh, yeah. That yeah, that's another. Um, that one's dumb. But there Stop was a lot. That. There was a lot because ever since the fucking Suicide Squad, yeah, it's resparked. Even, yeah. It's resparked. I mean, there, you, there was always been around. Yeah. But the new version with yeah. the, with the little glitter short shorts. Oh yeah, now you know what people are doing. And They're the doing baseball those bat. Dia de las Muertas skeletons. Oh yeah, they do the half yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, hella appropriative. Yeah, yeah so that's like, that's that's real popular. That's um, literally just taking somebody yeah. just just take it. It's their religion, right? It's not their religion; it's a folk tradition. But, yeah, but no. it's, it's culture. Yeah, yeah. someone's yeah. literally someone's culture. Someone's sacred day. Yeah. No. What I think is interesting is that uh, now because you know nerddom has become so popular, it's like and cosplaying has become so mainstream. Well, cosplay is like, like it's got a professional component. To but it. you're able to like see people who are even like even if they're not. At that point, where they're making money off of it, they're putting a lot of time into the costumes. Like, Halloween's gonna be boring for cosplayers. I think you know what? I don't think so no. because I think they like the idea of other. Even even if other people aren't dressed up as crazy as they are, they like the idea of other people dressing up. I found no, that most I, of the cosplayers I, that I know. The like, reason I say that is because like technically every day is Halloween. Every time they've gone to a con, they've dressed up and they've been around. So Halloween isn't as special. Yeah. If you think about it, because the reason most people get excited about Halloween is that it's special. We don't always go around as Ruth Vader Ginsburg. <laughs> That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the coolness is that that one day of the year, you do that. For a cosplayer, it's like it's another kind of event. Unless they go a completely different tone, like they're going spooky rather than comic booky. But most of the cosplayers, I'm like, it seems like you're just... You showed up from your day job. I found that most of the cosplayers that I know that I've talked to seem to love Halloween more just because... It's not just like fandoms that are. It's like it's everybody everyone who's yeah. dressed up. So like they get a it's little like a more porn star with sex, right? Hmm. Wait, yeah. what? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, like your job. It's a job for them. But oh. like, co- I mean, a lot of cosplayers aren't. They don't. You know, they don't. They don't. It's, it's not their job. You know, a lot of cosplayers are well, hobbies. So like, it really depends on. Yeah, I think I would be less at. impressed. So this is a cosplayer. Yeah, I've seen this before. I, I don't know. I man. see. I see a Comic Con. No, the person who like comes out of the blue, right? Like little, your friend at work, never in your life imagined dressing up, and then shows up and just blows your mind. That stuff impresses me. Oh, uh, my friends. No, this is no shade to cosplayers. I total respect to their creativity, but Halloween, not impressed. I like family costumes. So, like, uh, no, that's mom, too cheesy. dad, kid. So, like, unless it's really well done, it could. I think it's a bit too. My cheesy. friends went as NWA. 
they had their daughter mm. dress up as Easy E because she's got really curly hair, mm. and then one was Dre, That's one was funny. Ice Cube. <laughs> As every nerd was like dressed up as Darth Vader, and her kid, the kid was Princess Leia or Luke or some shit. Or it was always the uh, Toy Chewbacca. Story. Yeah, that one's Woody. Cool. Yeah. It was always like Woody and the yeah, girl. Yeah, fam- the family ones. Yeah. You're a hater, bro. Not a hater. It's just, it's just, it's inspired. Yeah, well, what pretty- do you and your uh, family dress up as? My family doesn't dress up. Your family doesn't dress up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom dresses up. No, 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 I meant your wife and child in England. Oh, f- this is shit. <laughs> I have no wife and child in England. Oh, okay. And we don't celebrate Halloween. Oh. We actually use original turnips for our oh. jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> so Hephaestus doesn't dress up? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Hephaestus? Is that his kid? my child Hephaestus. I'll give you a Greek god for the record. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's the only Greek god you could come up with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Uh, what else am I going to name your kid? <laughs> I figured. I mean, now, the only thing about Halloween that bums... I love Halloween. It's yeah. my favorite fucking holiday mm-hmm. from October 1st, October 30th. I'm like that little kid. It's bats. I freaking love Halloween. That vine. Yeah, that's October, me. Yeah, it's me. I October's it. supposed to be like a great month, right? Because of that, minus all the horror shit, because I don't like that. But this month has been pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough month. Um, and you know, we talk about celebrations. We talk about kind of the fun of, of Halloween, but it's also uh, been a month of tragedy, right? And you had from. The entire month dominated with the Khashoggi incident mm-hmm. that we've been covering here on, on Currently Nerdy, uh, which has been tough, right? Yeah. Bizarre, tough. Then we had uh, the largest assassination attempt in American history happen uh, this month in which a individual uh, oh, yeah. who was inspired by uh, Donald Trump... Uh, very strong, I mean, a supporter of his. Yeah, Caesar's um, Yeah, I mean, his name's not important. Yeah. Ends up sending multiple bomb It's like 12 altogether, right? To, no, it was like 14, I To think. the leaders of the Democratic Party, from donors, from George Soros, all the way down to President Obama, yeah. Biden, Maxine Waters. I mean, the, the list goes on. Um, and, and fortunately, no one was injured or hurt. Yeah, thank God. Um, but this was the largest assassination attempt in American yeah, history, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is that's the, just the fact of the matter. Yeah. Someone attempted to wipe out the leadership of the opposing party. Yeah. Um, and in any other time, any other place, we would be looking at that and going, that's one fucked up country. Yeah. Right? Like if, this, if we had a more Arabic sounding name mm-hmm. than in America, yeah. if it was Amrikia, Amrikia. You know for a fact we've been invaded by now. We'd be oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sending troops to save democracy. Or at the very least, there'd be some really weird, crazy sanctions on us. like <laughs> For saving democracy and shit, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's gotten that crazy. And then this past week, um, you know... And this weekend, yeah. This kind of the worst tragedy of the month um, in which an individual entered into a synagogue in Pittsburgh uh, and ended up committing the largest massacre of jewish americans in american history yeah uh it happened saturday afternoon yeah um there was a gunman who went in there with uh i don't want to say his name like yeah he's unimportant. yeah because f- fuck him but he went in there um with an ak right and, or not an ak but like an ar-15 yeah, an ar-15 um and three handguns right so he was armed with one assault rifle and he had three handguns on him and he went in. Uh, it was, sorry, it was in the morning. It was like at, at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. No, they they ident- they yeah. The shooting happened at nine forty nine fifty four a.m. So about ten a.m. in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went in and just 
started going on a shooting spree for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he ended up killing, uh, it was nine people, or sorry, 11 victims were killed um, during during this. So he went in, he just started shooting fire. It was during a naming ceremony. And the victims were all, like, elderly people. They were uh, 97 years old. It was... It was Daniel Stein who was seventy-one. Yeah, and they were at, and they were at a a, cer- a religious ceremony. Yeah, it was a religious ceremony where they were, they were doing a naming ceremony. Yeah, but yeah, it was which it is was, a joyous occasion. Yeah, so Daniel Stein, seventy-one years old. Joyce Feinberg, seventy-five. Richard Gottfried, sixty-five. Rose Malinger, who was ninety-seven. Jerry uh, Rabinowitz, sixty-six. Yeah. Uh, Cecil and David Rosenthal, fifty-nine and fifty-four. Bernice Simon and Sylvan Simon, 84, 86. Mm. Melvin Wax, 88. And then uh, Irvin Younger, 69. And Dr. Rabinowitz, is, as it's come out, uh, was one of the doctors who worked on AIDS patients, HIV patients. And uh, in the community uh, who has HIV and AIDS was known as the doctor that kept people alive the longest mm. uh, and treated people with a deep humanity. The thread about this is really kind of moving like he would hold people's hands without wearing gloves at a time where there's a great deal of of, of you know ostracizing mm-hmm. and stigma still associated yeah. with hiv and, and aids and this is this is again the yeah. single largest massacre of jews in american history yeah. it's a horrible experience he so the, this guy right again i'm not gonna name his name 46 year old guy yeah, he was a white guy yeah he got charged with 29 yeah uh counts right so it was hate crimes uh possession of like weapons and mm-hmm. murder and then uh but he had posted a whole bunch of anti-semitic stuff online yeah right yeah. um and he was using some website called gab i don't really know mm-hmm. what gab is yeah, so uh gab think of it like so there was a point where like all the platforms social media platforms twitter facebook all these things they began to kind of call a lot of the extremist alt-right voices right like mm-hmm. alex jones got taken off of these things and everything yeah. way too late yeah yeah i mean and quite frankly i, I did you know I, I think we all kind of agree that they still they're very they're very lenient on on hateful voices to, be, to um, verify that is the guy the mail bomber had regularly sent death threats via twitter had been reported for sending death threats and was told, and the, the people who reported was like, oh, there's nothing we can do about this. He hasn't violated any rules. Oh, yeah. If the, death threats Twitter are is true. culpable in this. And they're like, oh, we made a mistake. No, motherfucker. You do this regularly as a policy. Yeah, yeah. Tweet Jack and tell me he's fucking up. Anyway, Gab was actually created. He was. Uh, it was created by a guy named uh, Andrew Torbo. If you look at him, he's kind of that quintess, you know, neck beard, kind of mm. chubby cheek dude. Wears a bunch of stupid shit. He was kind of a he's a, a tech industry conservative, as he likes to call himself, right? Yeah, you know, he uh, he he kind of capitalized a lot on that. You know, when that the guy from Google who hates women, yeah. you know, was going through that whole thing. Um, you know, he capitalized a lot on that. He actually got kicked out of his own tech company as CEO because you know he had directed some very like inflammatory anti-immigration, like definitely you know, like language towards people that he worked with. Oh shit. Um, so he created this thing under the guise. Gab is essentially like Twitter, uh-huh. but it was it was a combination of Twitter and Reddit. Okay. It's under the guise of quote unquote free speech. But it's really a platform for hate. Yeah, the idea being that you can it's it's like kind of unregulated. You're it's like unregulated fortune is where you can kind of talk about anything, right? And he wouldn't and his what he says is like we're not going to infringe on your ability to speak freely. Now, of course. Uh, 
all the people that ended up on this site, congregating on this site, are people like Milo, people like Alex Jones, mm-hmm. right, and all that on people that of that ilk. And then okay. through this site, we see that uh, the shooter actually wrote, you know, wrote, I guess tweeted. I don't know what the actual term is. Well, he gabbed. gabbed. Yeah, he yeah. gabbed. Um, you know that he, he basically said that he was tired of this like nonprofit organization. Uh, you know, killing our people. Yeah, he says I'm going in or some stupid shit, some weird fucking. Yeah, the context of this like is non- the nonprofit's name is HIAS, the Hebrew Immigrant yeah. Aid Society. This is this comes out of a very long Jewish tradition, eth- uh, Jewish tradition of ethical uh, work, right? Work uh-huh. to help immigrants, refugees, right? It's very much embedded in in multiple strains of Judaism, but this comes out of the conspiracy theory that that has been promoted regularly on Twitter. And other uh, social media sites in which that there's somehow a secret conspiracy behind the caravan. The caravan being a group of migrants that are making their way from Honduras to the U.S. border. A thousand miles away. Non-existent issue. Caravans literally make have been marching towards the United States for decades on decades. It's not yeah. a new thing. They always dwindle away. They end up staying in places like Mexico and elsewhere. Some turn away. Very few make it to the border. And when they make it to the border, it is a legal process in which you submit yourself and say, I'm seeking asylum. And then you're either accepted or you're not accepted. There's a whole process. There's, But the, the, it's as a result of the kind of midterms, the Republicans have really amped up the rhetoric about this caravan, made it into this, it's an invasion. Donald Trump pulling a series of political stunts where he literally sends he's sending troops to the border totally unnecessary bullshit the department of homeland security secretary she was there uh, not a good look that as americans are being massacred she's off doing a political stunt i hope the democrats hold her accountable for that um but the conspiracy theory is that these aren't just regular migrants they're paid by George Soros. Yes, of course. Um, once again, I, this is what I just... It's its so crazy is the fact that how is it that every conspiracy ends up with the Jews? Yeah. I never understood and that, all, right? and, and George Soros, right? Yeah. Like, this has got to be the most active 90-year-old I know. in the history of 90 years. Seriously, what the hell is this guy doing here? The like, poor guy puts his money into a few causes that he believes in, and suddenly he's the source of all evil, right? The irony being that literally Robert Mercer does way more active, like activism with his money than anybody on the left does. Yeah. And no the, no one on the right has an issue with this. But the, the George Soros thing is was amplified by several congressmen, including Kevin McCarthy of California, uh, Matthew Geetz or whatever his name is, the, the dude in Florida, uh, who literally uh, earlier in the year brought a Holocaust denier to the State oh of the Union. Yeah. Uh, let's just put that out there. Uh, and then, of course, none other than our president of the United States. So... While we can say that the mail bomber was a supporter of Trump, he was at a rally. And he was shit. several rallies, and we can yeah. possibly we can certainly say that he might have been inspired by <laughs> Trump's uh, language about fake news and uh-huh. enemies of the people, and these people are evil, right? Yeah. But we can also go, okay, this guy was deranged to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Right. Trump may have been part of the you know his craziness. The difference between in this case is that this man is literally citing the president of the United States as his justification. These people are the idea is that quote unquote Jews have paid migrants to come in and invade our country. Yeah. Fuck your optics, I'm going in is exactly what he said on on Gap. He is an anti-Semite and always has been an anti-Semite. Yeah. But he was given a target mm-hmm. by the Trump administration and Republicans. But, with their irresponsible rhetoric on this. But, I mean, 
have you seen the responses to it from the right? Yeah, the right has been. I mean, the, of course, the the responses have been horrific, right? Like, the Trump administration. Yeah, completely Trump's response was, um, if if there was more protection well, I mean, inside, he, he didn't cl- end his rally that night. He could have any other president would have said, "I'm not going to have my political rally. I'm going to go." And mourn with these people, or at least I'm gonna. It's irresponsible for me to hold this rally. Right. He had it anyways. In fact, he, he's like, I was thinking of canceling it because my hair got wet. But that's because he's signaling to his base that you know his yeah. white supremacist base that oh he's not too bothered by this. Yeah. I don't personally believe that Trump is anti-Semitic. Yeah, I don't think so. But this works for his base. Yeah, yeah. this is what this is why he tweeted the shit out two weeks before the midterms. Uh-huh. It's an attempt to get his people riled up to go out and vote. Yeah. He's doing the oldest tactic in the book, which is to Scared. use race and fear, fear and yeah. hate to mobilize. But here's the thing. It got people killed. Yeah. Politics isn't a game. Conspiracy theories. We've been warning about conspiracy theories on this podcast for the better part of five years. Yeah. I've been warning about conspiracy part, theories for the better part of ten years. And people far smarter than I have been warning about conspiracy theories and social media. Mm-hmm. And here's the result of it. Yeah. This wasn't just another attack. This was an anti-Semitic attack born out of conspiracy thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, think about it like this. I mean, you know, a couple... Like, you know, we were... We laughed about Pizzagate. We kind of laughed at kind of the how ridiculous it was. We understood the you know kind of the gravity of it. Hmm. But imagine if Pizzagate, if that guy with the, who brought the gun into, into the Comet Ping Pong Pizza or whatever, uh-huh. actually did go through with shooting people. Yeah. Right. This is the same. This is the exact same situation. It's a bunch. It's 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 a bunch of politicians who are trying to desperately grab keep keep on to their hold in politics so much so that. You know they uh, they were willing to kind of sell their their tongues and their you know and their beliefs out in order to maintain that power. And the people who end up suffering are the people who have nothing to do with those politics. I've never seen a more a, a group of more like ignorant people in my life than like n- these yeah. new Republicans. It's grotesque. Or, yeah. Well, these yeah. are Republicans that have seen something. They saw Trump's election as a signal. That anything for power, yeah. That there you can go. There is no low, right? And this is why the midterms, in my opinion, are so important. That you have to make these people pay, and the only way to make them pay is through by making them lose their seats. Okay. If you see a blue wave, that's an immediately you'll see Republicans reconfigure. They go, "We did something. It didn't work. We got to back off." You've got if there isn't a constant. If Republicans walk away, and here's the here's the reality of the blue wave is how. Uh, delicate it is where the st- stats are the polling is right now if the democrats outpoll it by three percent it'll be a blue wave if they underperform by three points just underperform which is within the statistics of margin uh-huh. meaning yeah. the polls were within the statistics of the margin of error uh-huh. if they underperform by three it's a wash done they lose yeah republicans will continue to hold every uh, lever of power and when that happens that means that we have given a tacit approval for this type of rhetoric and for what this rhetoric produces this is it's not an accident that that right after this the administration continues to ramp up the conspiracy theory about the migrant caravan yeah they didn't de- deny it they didn't stop it they've instead go well it's the fault of the media you guys have been unfair to us they're not backing down they're not it's not a coincidence that after this, they brought on 
a Jew for Jesus to give the prayer. Jews for Jesus were basically founded to convert Jews. It's a deeply fucking offensive thing to do. Uh-huh. To bring on a Jew for a fake rabbi. To give a Christian rabbi to give a prayer. I mean, th- there's a particular prayer of remembrance that's done in in Jewish tradition. Uh-huh. That's not what he did. He gave a prayer for the candidates to win. That's not. King that's an accident. That's a signal to the base. Yeah. What we're seeing is a type of politics that is so grotesque, so ugly, that it is now causing, literally, costing people their lives. Yeah. Now we have an opportunity to say something about it, and I think that that's why the midterms next week, motherfuckers, better vote. Super important. Right? Yeah. It's you, so you, in this situation, it's one of these things where it's it's life or death. Now it's not yeah. something. You know, it's not something that seems so far away that. You know that it doesn't affect you it's it's something that immediately affects all of us and you know i mean come on now if a synagogue full of people some of them who are old enough to remember living through the holocaust yeah right. you know and and this where we were you know for as much for as much bolt you know like kind of we we bolster ourselves on this idea of being the saving grace of world war ii against nazism mm. and then for something like this to happen you know yeah. i think it's it's such a it's such a black mark in our history i mean it's it remind it really reminds me of kind of the darker points between like slavery, Japanese internment, yeah. everything else, and then now we can't even protect the people who who lived through this, right? This yeah. was this was supposed to be about America was always kind of the, we always kind of touted ourselves as being kind of this bastion of, of free speech and democracy and, and being that city on the hill, right? Yeah. I mean, that was always an illusion. This, yeah, it was right, but at the very least, right? You know, like we. Uh, we, we we weren't so blatant about how much we lied about it, right? This yeah. is just this is almost the point where it's it's shameless now. Like we just, it is it is a dark moment in, in our history, and it's a reminder also, I think, for a lot of people that anti-Semitism isn't an outdated form of racism. Mm-hmm. It's not something that oh Europeans did back then. No, it's still alive it's still today. It's still real. Many of the conspiracies I've uh, many brilliant scholars of. of uh, racism will often point out that even things like Islamophobia are filtered through older tropes, black racism, anti-black racism, uh-huh. and, and anti-Semitism. Yeah. The kind of language of the Muslim Brotherhood infiltrating, right, that mm-hmm. we saw with Duncan Hunter in San Diego, yeah. that comes out of Elders of Zion, right? That, yeah. that comes out of the, the anti-Semitism that's there. So anti-Semitism is very much alive. It continues to target Jews. It continues the language of Jews running the media, the language. All of that is still a real problem, a yeah. real issue for America. It's not something that we've dealt with. And now it's a real problem that is costing people lies, right? This is a guy who, as deranged as he was, his speech was not too different from the rest of Gap, and more alarmingly, his claims were not too different from the President of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. He, President of the United States of America may not have said he's going in, but the language, the framework, the understanding of the world, they're very similar, and that is where we're at. That is what's alarming. Yeah. We could have in the past gone, this person's crazy. Yeah. No, that person represents the views of the president of the United States of America. And a good right. percentage and of the citizens. And a good percentage of the, of the citizens and its representatives. Yeah. These people now have the reins of power. And these people are not afraid to use any means possible to keep those reins of power. Sure. That framework is very much... This is the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. The president of the United States of America highlighted a conspiracy theory amongst his base that triggered the largest massacre of Jews 
in America. That is the history that will be written. That's facts. Those are the facts. Yeah. And that's where we are. There's no debating that shit in yeah. this country. So, our, I mean, our, our thoughts and prayers sound very hollow, but, the, yeah. you know. I mean, what else can you really do? That's all that we can do. There, there yeah. are other things you can do. You can give to the organization that was accused of this conspiracy theory. This is an organization that works for helping immigrants and refugees. You can uh, give to uh, Jewish organizations, to the temple, to the synagogue. Um, money was raised. Muslims in the Pittsburgh community mm-hmm. raised somewhere about $100,000 uh, for the community to help with any type of cost. Consider donating. Consider supporting to the best of your abilities. And you as an individual can make sure... Uh, you know, that stuff like this yeah. doesn't happen. Be a voice against racism, against anti-Semitism. When your dumbass uncle over Thanksgiving or Christmas starts ranting about George Soros, don't just dismiss it as crazy talk. Yeah. Challenge it. That's anti-Semitism. Why do you target George Soros? Why are you so fixated on things that are not true and blaming minorities for your ills or failures in the government? Just, yeah, it's right. Easy, it's easy to challenge those events. people, and then of course vote. Yeah, voting vote. most. Yeah. Po- I mean, vote on, these fuckers out. You have to like. They need to be, honestly like. This is our way as a population, as citizens of the United States. This is how we punish the politicians. Yeah. This is our only. You way don't to punish have the, the money to punish them. You yeah. don't have any other means. You vote and make them jobless. Make them unemployed. Make them unemployed and then shame them out of society. Yeah. Don't let the fucking media hire them as consultants after they're fired. What? Uh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> That's you're, the other yeah. step. That's step two. Ali, I know you're not going to enjoy this 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 kind of analogy here, but when I was when I was Thai boxing or like oh, when I was okay. training, right. One of the things that I always kind of learned mm. was that you punish, when you're fighting someone, you punish them for mm. f- trying to hit you. Mm. So for every punch they throw at you, you, three, you throw three back. We don't, right? so this is, a, and we're not supporting no, no, any no, type no, of violence. No, 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 no I'm okay. talking about violence, but in this yeah. situation, right, we don't have the mm. same, in, the, in that situation, I had the same tools as my opponent <laughs> in that fight. Mm-hmm. In this situation, we don't have the same tools, mm-hmm. but we do have tools, and mm-hmm. voting is the one that's truly is the yeah. really the only tool that we have to really truly. Put There's them no excuse them. not to vote. I mean, I just yeah. read that the We're about to flip the forty-eight motherfuckers. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah. I've just read the an article about our generation. Have you heard oh, about the this? voting? Yeah, why they're not going to vote? Whether one of the excuses literally was I can't find I don't know how to do postage, and I was like this when you don't vote, and I get I get the arguments. Like I'm a millennial, I get the arguments of feeling disenfranchised. Uh-huh. I get the arguments of feeling like disillusioned with the system um none of those are excuses here's the reality of the matter there was no generation no demographic more disenfranchised in the black community during the civil rights era but can you imagine if the argument was we're not going to vote because it's the system doesn't work for us the politicians don't look well guess what the politicians didn't look like martin luther king and his followers yeah right like i'm sorry like it just that argument to me is just a hollow one this like oh yeah. oh like oh they don't really represent the things that it, guess what they won't unless you vote yeah when you start voting that's when they start to represent the shit yeah. that you believe Talk in about privilege in the worst it possible is and way. that's the argument yeah. i'm making is that it's not disillusionment it's privilege yeah. yeah you're comfortable enough in your life to say these things won't affect me so I'm not going to vote. But guess what? When you don't vote, you're giving tacit approval for the people that are elected. And those people who are elected will make laws and policies and rules that will affect me and mine. Yeah. People that look like me, people that pray like me, people that, that aren't like me. 
right? Mm-hmm. Minority communities are going to get affected. White millennials, get your shit together. Literally, millennials are the largest voting demographic. They outnumber Generation X and the baby boomers. And yet they vote at such a proportionally lower ratio that they are considered a vote no one really is interested in courting. Why do you think Republicans are, are, aren't afraid to do the shit that they do? Because they know millennials won't punish them. They know they don't have to work. Because the shit that they do will never attract millennials. Yeah. But they still don't care. Like, this is the new Democrats, largest voting. Why, why don't Republicans go after millennials? Because they don't know vote. So what do they keep doing? They keep going after their racist-ass 80-year-old base. Dude. Because they know the numbers, 80-year, anyone who's 50 and above votes at 60% and higher. Uh-huh. People from 40 and above vote at about 60% and higher. Millennials vote at 28%. Yeah, it's terrible. That's, we don't even make it halfway. Yeah. 28%. You're letting these people literally dictate how you live your life. Yeah, you know, if you care about things like the, the environment, you think care about things about the economy, anything you care about. And the argument, like, the, both of these parties are the same. Yeah, corporate, they're both corporate fucking shells. Absolutely agree with yeah. you. One so, of them isn't but, getting people killed. Only one party <laughs> is trying to strip people of citizenship. Yeah. Only one party is literally killing the environment. Only one party has platformed racists and bigots and sexists and rapists. This is true. And literal neo-Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Or def- also defended them. Yes. As a big, yeah. So don't, don't say the parties are the same. You can hold, you can vote the Democrats in and then hold those fuckers accountable. They said. And push more and more left. But what you can't do is go, these two are the same. I'm not going to vote. The argument for not voting is one of privilege. Yeah. And they said, they, there was a, an article that said 40% of millennials are excited to vote. Of the of the people that they they pull, yeah. and it's yeah. like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I, you know, I, I I it's it's hard, man. I I don't know if we can. It it sucks because I know like our generation had a lot of issues. Mm. You know, we we had a lot of problems that can you know like because you know we got kind of screwed over. By we got caught up in the in yeah. the post collapse economy. What yeah. sucks about this though is the what annoys me about that is that yes, absolutely. You know, you you should be bitter about how they fucked it up for. Her, yes. You know, but Don't the same do. yeah. But you, but you, I mean, you should be so bitter that you want to get them out. Yeah, the vo- <laughs> the thing about voting, you're not voting because you like it. Yeah. You're not voting cuz I'm mad. You vote out of righteous rage. That's really why I'm voting. Cause I'm and pissed this off. Is, I mean, there's 29% or 27% of people of millennials voting is not a it's not a it's not a bad thing it's a crisis yeah. that is a crisis because democracy cannot survive that yeah. that is why we have the system of government that we do today in which a minority percent of the country mm. is dictating terms to the rest of the country it's why the majority believes in things like education healthcare for all uh, loan forgiveness uh, climate change right all these issues you know affordable housing majority of people are on board with this but those aren't the policies that are getting passed and this is this is a this is a horrible i'm telling you this as a historian that these are the signs of a collapsing society you know what it is right this is like i'm talking about within you guys are saying oh you know climate change is going to end us in 2050 I'm we're not gonna make it to 2025 yeah here's the thing right these motherfuckers are quick to go to a fucking protest and post that shit on instagram and facebook but this, but they ain't I, look, quick to go to a fucking there is poll. something again there's the component of privilege is very important here. The component of self-promotion is also very important here. Our generation, something happened, and I've said this before, something happened when you put front-facing cameras in everyone's hands. 
I'm not saying that previous generations weren't conceited or weren't selfish. You bet your ass they were. But there is a way in that was weaponized to create a type of apathy. The argument that I don't know enough, so I can't vote. Do you think most people know enough? You think your racist ass uncle is informed? His ignorant ass is going to the polls. Yeah. Every ignorant motherfucker that thinks that George Soros is behind things or that Obama's a secret Muslim, guess what? They're voting. Mm-hmm. Every torky, tiki torch wielding racist, they're voting. They're not informed, but they're voting. But there's something about going, well, I'm not informed, so I'm not going to. That apathy results from a particular climate of disenfranchisement that is, on one hand, produced. I mean, it's not all millennials' fault, right? They have made voting difficult. It's not easy. There's a whole shenanigans you have to go through in order to register to vote. It's a mess. It is. But guess what? None of that are real obstacles. Mm-hmm. If the obstacle to you voting is that you don't know how mail works or how postage makes you anxious, get off your ass. Yeah. Don't give me that shit. It's, uh, Suck it's, a Fuck, I, people were people were hosed down trying to vote with fire hoses. Yeah. And these people are like, oh, I can't figure out postage. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Bernie didn't yeah. win, so I'm not voting. Yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, our, this is the generation, man. It's going to be death by by self-entertainment, I think. Is it really is. Like, well, yeah, like, I said it, the distracted yeah. state, right? You fucking ask these pieces of shit about Kanye's latest scandal. That got, they know everything yeah. about it. You know what I saw but on Facebook? But you ask them what's... The difference between Republicans and Democrats on healthcare, yeah. they have no clue. Yeah, we yeah. actually we, we did something. We actually forgot to do it, um, I think, two episodes ago. We were going to ask people if they knew who David Hogg was. We probably don't. Yeah. Well, we're going to... We, we, we never ended up doing that, but, like, that was that thing where it's like we were... You know, it's kind of our, our experimentation with what Should celebrity have. means. Like, we were going to yeah. ask people who David... If they knew who David Hogg was. Mm. I mean, the man's... In the, you know, the, I mean, he's the, he's the young voice in the forefront mm. of, of, you know, of, of kind of the... Of, gun safety in this in the United States, right? I mean, he's the voice of, of yeah, one I mean, of the biggest issues that, bro, we, that I mean, we face we, today. I don't expect people to know who fucking Noam Chomsky is. Yeah. No, yeah. Check this out. So, I was on Facebook, right? Because yeah. that's the greatest source ever. Yeah. Someone posted something that says, the real reason why Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson broke up. Ah, uh, yes. And you click it, and it's a website that gets you to register yeah. to vote. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, was it Vanity yeah. Fair that did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. a bunch of them Something did, like did that, yeah. that. It was uh, Kanye and Kim broke up, finally. Yeah, yeah that was... And someone yeah. was like, oh, this is really condescending. That's not how you get people to vote. And I'm like, look, people. the reason people are resorting to this dumb shit is because they're that desperate. Yeah. People are like, don't yell at people to vote. I agree. We shouldn't have to do that. I think it's a dumb strategy of... Telling kids go out to vote and yelling at them is a dumb strategy, super dumb strategy. But it's also like that's all that's left. Yeah. They've tried everything. They tried to Pokemon go to the polls. They, you know, like, how, yeah. gee, like they've tried everything to get millennials to vote and the younger generation involved, and it doesn't work because the people who are in charge are still going to make it so it's hard for those kids to vote. Students have worked hard. So students at Texas and students in Minnesota and Michigan, these places, they have worked to make sure that the polls come back to the universities. A lot of the governors there, as a way of disenfranchising student voters because they know students don't most often don't have cars move the polls off university campuses it was a way to effectively suppress that vote and it worked yeah students have worked to bring those polls back i 100 percent agree with that make voting as easy as possible make it a national holiday uh you know you know i'm all for it. put a poll every fucking where mm-hmm. right i a, a voting booth everywhere i'm 100 percent for making voting as easy as possible in this country. Yeah. But to get to that point, we have to have the right people in power. 
that will then enact those policies. We need to ensure that people, the people who are in charge, they're the ones that will, that will you know, be, be able to bring this about. If we don't, it's only going to get harder. If you think you're disenfranchised now, wait 10 years with Republican control. Then you'll see real disenfranchisement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're already going to see it with, uh, what's his face? Kavanaugh in the Supreme Court. Yeah, Kavanaugh, right? Kemp in, in Georgia. I mean, these are real issues, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> it's like a fucking real life like horror we're, movie. We're we're mm-hmm. looking we're looking at down the barrel of the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. we woke up in the wrong in the in the worst timeline. Yeah. <laughs> we did. This is the worst timeline. Yeah. I should tell you that Gab also they got completely deplatformed. Yeah, they did. Just yeah. to make sure, yeah. PayPal pulled from them. GoDaddy canceled them. Yeah. Right there. GoDaddy's been relatively good at like when once Hoopla. I mean, yeah. retroactively, of course, yeah. they still platform it. But once there's a Hoopla, they're like. Oh, after a day, GoDaddy. After a day, yeah. Because GoDaddy also deplatformed Daily Stormer back in the day. Yeah, and then Gab, uh, and this is crazy that the the guy who created Gab, he actually tried to get Donald Trump to endorse them to try to protect Man. them from being deplatformed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, if that's anything, if that's any indicator of of the influence that people on Gab have, like that's. You know, I mean, he's literally asking for Trump to go in there and defend it. They're talking so. about the government not taking away your rights to free speech, but they and and all about the free market. But they seem very comfortable petitioning the government to interfere with the free market when it comes to this. Yeah, I mean, it is. These are these are technically private corporations, free market of ideas. This is how the marketplace works. But now you want the government to come in and regulate it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hypocrites. Motherfucking hypocrites. Hypocrites. Is that how? You, that's phonetically. Hippogriffs. Yes. Hippogriff is from Harry Hippopotamus. Potter. Hippopotamus. Hip anonymous. Hip. Hip. Hippity. Hippity hop. Um, that was one of my favorite lines from Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. Hip. Hip anonymous. Yes. You Hip-hop. give him all the easy ones. Yeah. Hip yeah. anonymous. It's, sh- it's too bad Rob Schneider is a fucking d bag. He is a d bag. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> person. Piece of shit. Yeah. You guys are d bags. I hate you guys. What's your problem? Okay. Dude? I I said this. During we had a TSN call on Thursday. All right, he was paying attention. He wasn't paying attention to me because I, it was right in the beginning of it. But every night that I've gone to bed, I've woken up in the middle of the night to to just to see if one of you two motherfuckers are outside my window. That's too much effort. I can scare you without leaving my apartment. No, no, no I know. But here's the thing: the threat of you being outside of my window—that's <laughs> what I'm saying—is is what's been pissing me off. I fucking hate. I've October. been sleeping. I've been living rent free in your in your head. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's gross. In the past month, Ugh. so like run a vacuum in there. <laughs> get a Roomba. I, get I a Roomba. Up, you piece of shit. I woke up this weekend, right? And I'm I looked out my window and I'm like, is V gonna be there? And I'm like, wait, no, that motherfucker's in San Antonio. Yeah. Like I cognitively thought after I woke up, like, no, V can't be out there. He's mm. in San Antonio. But that piece of shit Ali might do it but he's lazy so I was like no one's gonna out, no one's out there yeah. I'm like expecting one of you two fucks so I'm ready for it so don't don't fucking try it I'm ready why would we try yeah, it yeah, really. I don't know just to fuck with me what I think is interesting though is that the fact that you somehow think that if we wanted to scare your apartment that we would have to limit it to just the month of October yeah. also I'm, I'm quite you know offended that you would think your apartment is the only place I can get you when I'm asleep but here's the thing when you least expect it, I have access to you. Fuck off. Whether you, with the resources available to me. I don't like you. Material. 
supernatural. You really think that the only place I could get you... Like, you're not safe in your car. I'm not safe anywhere. <laughs> I don't want you to feel safe ever. I don't ever feel safe. Good. Because I know you. Good. I want this... Look, this is bullying. I've said this before, but I don't believe a true friendship is real unless you're walking on a razor's edge. Any moment now, your friend can turn on you and kill you. So you just let's just give our friend anxiety yes. for the rest of his life. I want you to have gray hair. Why? Pretty, you know, like really early on. That's this is just terrible. This is bullying. Everyone paying attention, listening to the twenty thousand subscribers that we have, right? <laughs> not, not on this podcast. And hundred nice thousand nice listeners we have listening nice out there in the currently nerdy universe. The Twelve listeners that we have in the right. currently nerdy universe. This is bullying. All right, it's not this bullying. It's bullying. It's character building. <laughs> I oh, there's a reason why I am your favorite That's because I have to do uh, to be honest with you I am making up for the fact that I firmly believe that you should have been sent to a military school when you were younger <laughs> and you weren't <laughs> and because you weren't sent to a military school I am making up for lost yeah. time I thought you did go to military weren't you in like ROTC or something I was in JROTC <laughs> okay. yeah. no not successfully he uh, <laughs> <laughs> failed yeah. he did it because he thought he was going to another school yeah didn't work out. Yeah. He never actually really signed okay. up for any of this shit. I did it. No, this story is I'll tell the story another day. The yeah. point is that I do believe you should have gone to military school. It's fucked up. And I'm trying to make up for I'm, I think fear builds character. No, fear yeah, it does build character. It does. Yeah, because I, honestly, mm. like, I think mm. most people, because it's it's fear is what causes people to stay like in fear. line. I don't like yeah. fear. Yeah. I don't like, you know what? I don't like fear. I don't like scary movies. I There's one scary movie that I enjoy because it's not too scary. What is that? Scream. Scream. Well, Scream is not meant to be scary. Yeah, but Scream is meant to deconstruct horror. Yeah, it's my favorite scary movie. Right. Like, I mean, um, since then we've had Scream, like these other kind of attempts to deconstruct. Yeah, but Scream is yeah. kind of the original. The original. Yeah. Deconstruct- it, was, it was. It was done by Wes Craven, right? The original was directed the by Wes father Craven, of of like he did uh, Freddy Krueger, right? Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street and shit. The Godfather of Terror. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. One Nev Campbell back in the like the mid nineties. Yeah. Bad as hell. Who's Nev Campbell? She was in The Craft. Nev Campbell. Which one? She Nef was Campbell? in Wild Things. She made out with Denise. <laughs> Which Richards. one is Nev Campbell in The Craft? I've seen The Craft. I didn't watch The Craft. Which one is she? I don't remember. She was. Oh, <laughs> fucking she useless. was in The Craft. Though. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's four characters. V. Yeah. Wild Things. I didn't ever saw Wild Things. Was she in Party of Five? I she was in Party, Party of Five. She was Party of Five. She was in yeah. Party of Whatever. Five. Whatever. Nev Campbell. Work. Yeah. It's not important. Yeah. yeah. So Nev Campbell was sexy back in the day. She's still sexy now. But back in the day. All right. You know? yeah. And then she, they had her, Jamie Kennedy, back when Jamie Kennedy was cool. Who's <laughs> Jamie Kennedy? Never Jamie Kennedy. Cool. Mal- Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> he, was in it. he was the one deconstructing everything. Oh, shit. He was in that movie. <laughs> he was yeah, the one yeah. who deconstructed everything. Who put him in that movie? Shaggy was in it. Was he really? Matt, Matt Lillard. Matt Lillard, who plays Shaggy. He really is yeah. in it. Yeah. But wait, there's more. That's him. He was that weird dude who, like, danced. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was one of the killers. Honestly, if I'm honest with you, I barely remember Scream. Drew, I remember watching it. Drew Barrymore I remember Drew Barrymore and her not being able to scream that bit. Oh, okay, no, she, had, like, yeah. well, they she was the first person they killed. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point, though, right? Because they were they they kind of went. We're going to put the headlining person is only going to be yeah. there in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. But I, that's the only bit I remember is her running yeah. and then like, the Jiffy Pop. Uh, the Fonz was in it, but I can't remember. Yeah, Henry Winkler. He played the surprise attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a bottle cap on my head. You see? <laughs> do it. Yeah. You gotta be on your toes. Yeah. See, that, was, that was a power play is what it was. Yeah. It's like, just so you know, I can get you at any time. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
It was Should've like that. it had it had little jump scares, which was cool, right? But it bit. wasn't too bad. It wasn't too. That scary. mask became yeah. ubiquitous yeah. everywhere yeah. you went. You saw that mask. fucking mask yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Everyone dressed up as a hello. Everyone remember that? Yeah, I remember that was that one thing was. It's like you know the the lazy Halloween costume where that it's like it's it. a kid who just wore his regular clothes, but he wore a mask over yeah. his. Oh, yeah. That was like the standard for the lazy Halloween. People still wear that shit. Yeah. People still wear that shit. It's yeah. like and then like. Kids wear it, no idea what the movie is, but they know the mask. They know right. the mask. I saw the movie, I just don't remember the movie. Yeah. It was really funny. So, and when then we like were in seventh grade, Ali, when we were 12, I had a summer job at a, at a computer, at like a computer store, and my, uh, my dad's you? friend. I don't remember this. Yeah, child my, uh, labor, bro. Friend, friend of the family. <laughs> what? It said child labor. Yeah. Seventh grade. Friend of the end. family, right? Yeah. He had a computer store where he would repair stuff, so we would just go there like three days out of the week in the Do summer. Do you know how to repair computers? A little bit. Okay. But, but this was in the 90s, so it's very different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. like, he, uh, that was when, this is how old we are. <laughs> That was when the CD-ROM DVD player had just come out. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. V could have installed our CD burners. x on the CD-ROM, eh? Excuse me. Okay. Um, I read... I read... In About on, this technology on, on that they had. That back in the back 90s. In the, I read on in, Encyclopedia Encarta. Yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you remember those? First off, it was Encyclopedia Britannica was the better no, encyclopedia. Encarta, encyclopedia. Was, encarta the, was the one that came on the CD. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. I, uh, I looked it up on Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... What like, happened to Jeeves? I wonder if he got a job elsewhere. He's Siri. He's Siri. <laughs> he's Siri's oh, dad. <laughs> He's serious, Dad. He got, did he get reassignment surgery? Is that what he's doing? Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, millennial joke. Yeah. So like we would. Uh, so he, you know, he just kind of found whatever movie to yeah. to play to demonstrate the DVD player slash CD ROM thing, and it just so happened to be Scream. So you want Scream at a, so at your job? Yeah, I was twelve. My brother was fourteen, I think. My man came. Oh, no, 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 he was like sixteen. Excuse me, because he could drive. Um, he would literally play Scream. Over and over again on this TV that was on Why the screen. Was it because it was the had? only DVD that was Holy there. Shit. So I would live there, watch Scream for a freaking six a hours a day, times. thousands of yeah. So and then the, you should be able to quote Scream like. Well, the thing is, my brother kind of went. Listen, uh, this isn't a movie that you really should be playing in. You know, and and the story here, it's a it's a movie about killing people. Yeah. And then he just kind of laughed and like took it out, and he never replaced the DVD with anything. He just kind of left it there. The hell? But yeah, there was a point in my life when I was twelve where I watched Scream like three days in a row every week for the summer. It should have been your favorite horror movie too. I mm. hated that movie. Oh, I love it. Mm. Although I do, it's a weird thing now. Every time I eat chicken strips from a diner, it reminds me of murder. What? Because you hit chicken strips? Because I literally, because we would go. There's a place called the Golden Basket in Santa Ana. Uh-huh. It was it was a block away. I would eat there for lunch every single time. Okay. And I would always order chicken strips and French fries uh-huh. with ranch. And you remember Scream. And I would watch Scream at the at the store. So you get homicidal rages when you so eat whenever I strip? eat chicken strips. Now I I I, I think about Drew Barrymore. Dying. <laughs> My favorite horror movie is a little uh, unknown horror movie. I mean, unknown now. But oh no, no, really no, I know it. Warlock. Yeah, you made me fucking watch that. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> what was Warlock? Tell me about Warlock. Warlock was uh, the son of the devil or some shit. Uh, <laughs> some shit like that. You know, we should really write the the synopsis <laughs> yeah, the, right. <laughs> on the back of the cover. Some shit. I barely remember this. Man. <laughs> All I remember is the actor was a. Uh, he's like that German British dude, Armand Asante. Is that what his name is? I don't know, man. I just he was <laughs> threw a name. Did you just make up a name? He played um, Odysseus in the Odyssey. No, no, no. He did not play Odysseus in the Odyssey. He's a different guy. He he plays. He's still um. 
He's still around, and I'm he hasn't. Get he, that name he, from didn't, he didn't. He <laughs> hasn't changed a bit. But he's a, he has like long blonde hair. Yeah. He always plays like he has glasses and and he has short hair. He plays a. His name is Julian Sands. Let me see it. Let me see him. This guy. Yes, here. Yeah, it's Julian Sands. This guy here. Do you see him? Do you recognize him? He's, he was everywhere for a while. He reminds me of the WikiLeaks dude. In the nineties, yeah, he looks a lot like the WikiLeaks dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, even his name sounds like the WikiLeaks. Well, his name is Julian. Hold on, Julian what movie has been in? Naked. Okay, the, he was in the Medallion. That was another movie that no one watched. Yeah, at the one with Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he's in a bunch of TV shows and shit. Have you ever seen um, <laughs> Ali's going through Gotham? IMDb. He's in Gotham apparently. Is he, who is he playing? Gotham? Gerald Crane. Gerald Crane. I don't know who that is. Some shit like that. He was also in, um, let's see. You know, you, know, you know, people could Google this yeah, if they you, wanted Ali's to. Ali's naming obscure characters. Like, how do you not know Julian Sands? He was in Dexter. He was in Dexter. He played Miles Kastner. Yes, Miles Kastner from Dexter. Yeah, that show that ended five years ago. <laughs> yeah. He plays all these kind of random minor characters. But I mean, always, there's, yeah, but there's tons of people that do that. He plays like this. He always plays sophisticated Was characters. he the warlock? He was the warlock. Okay. So anyways, he's the warlock. He plays this kind of sophisticated character. And his job was to go around and get rune stones. These like stones that have magical power, and once he got them, he could absorb their power. And the power they could—they did things that like give him the ability to fly, manipulate reality. Sounds like what we try to do. In Wait, was grade. he the warlock? Let me see. In the in the black shirt, I can't see. That's a, no, you're blind. This is a different guy. This is, yeah, yeah, it is this guy. Oh, so there's a different guy. It's Kevin O'Brien, not Julian. No, this is the later one. Oh, I don't know, man. The original one. No, this is this is this is. Are we still recording? Julian Sands. Kevin <laughs> O'Brien is this guy, dumbass. Oh, oops. Yeah, Sorry. it is Julian. Anyways, the point is, he went around looking for rune stones, gain power from those rune stones. I remember because one of them, one of the rune stones, gave him the ability to manipulate matter. And he was like flirting with this art dealer, and he pretended that he was an art dealer. Like, yes, show me the piece. Mm. And so she handed it to him and he he had it. And she's like, Oh, you're gonna have to trade me some art and like she's all flirty with him because he's a good looking guy, like blonde. Yeah, yeah. And so he he what he did he uses his thumbs in the air and he basically turns into her, her into a like an art piece, like a deformed piece with an eye move. Really fascinating, but grotesque for that time. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um shitty ass graphics. Doesn't stand the, the test of time. It didn't stand the time back then either. But Man, fuck you. Yeah. But the movie was fantastic because they had my favorite scene. The people who were fighting the warlock were druids. Passed down from family lines. So the little kid had to learn to become a druid. Learn how to manipulate, you know, telekinesis yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit like that. But in one scene, he's the chosen one. He's the only one that can kill the druid. I mean, they kill the warlock. But the other druid was an older guy. He said, fuck it. I'm going to take him on myself. Uh-oh. And so what he does is he casts a spell using a leaf. He has a leaf that he like writes letters on. And then he takes his pen and he stabs this leaf. And every time he stabs the leaf, the warlock shoots just blood everywhere. Black blood, too. I thought that was such fantastic yeah. horror graphics. Oh, oh, blood. Oh, it's everywhere. Voodoo doll. Voodoo, voodoo doll him with a leaf. Yeah. With a dread leaf. It didn't kill him. It didn't kill him, but it hurt him really badly. Yeah. He, he saved himself because the guy's... ideas for Diz, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about this. <laughs> the, the guy, there was he did this, the warlock was at a gas station. The gas station manager said, man, you've lost so much blood. He's like, no worries, I'll get it back. And he puts his mouth on his eyeball and he sucks blood through his eye socket. Wow. That was gross as hell. That's my go-to movie. For, for 10-year-old what? Ali, <laughs> that was gross 
and terrifying and wonderful, and so I naturally shared it with you. So you have a, a, a warlock that goes around trying to collect those was it runes, runes, like rune stones to yeah. gain power. Yeah, and, and then, then he like, can bring about the apocalypse. And then you have a, what is it like? I think two, he's the son of the devil. If is I'm it not like mistaken. two druids or what is? There's it like? a family of druids. The family of druids. You literally described Infinity War. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just described Infinity War. Hey, they should probably sue for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> copyright infringement. It's a family of druids with one of them, but one of them is a chosen one. Okay, the well, druids yeah, don't yeah. do anything. They're just teaching. They're just random. And the funny thing is that they don't look like druids. They're not wearing white robes no, and they're worshiping trees. They're in the. They're on a farm. They're like hillbillies. He's he's from the 17th century. He's not the son of the devil. Whatever. He's just a warlock from the 17th century. But he wants to bring about the son of the devil or some shit. Like yeah, that. he's trying to find. He's trying to find the devil's Bible. The devil's Bible. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> but the, he's got the stones. Yeah, he's looking for stones in the devil's Bible. Wait, does he win this one too? No, he loses this one. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. He loses it. I guess it's the But there's like ten two, warlocks. There's like Warlock One, Warlock Two, Warlock Three. Yeah, Warlock. you made me watch Warlock Three. That's the one. That's I the one I liked. Yeah, those horror movies. I always um, those horror movies always did that where they really like these kind of bog down the franchise with like these like useless, ridiculously. Well, horror has been horror has <laughs> elevated yeah. since the days we watched horror when we were younger in the '90s, and in the '80s, horror was shit. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, I mean, the originals, like the first Nightmare on Elm Street. The first Halloween, still shit, right? I mean, they were, they were scary. Yeah, but if you if you watch them recently, they play. I mean, they play on a lot of tropes, right? Yeah. But the idea of being the slasher flick in and of itself is his own. You know, it, it scream scream brings that out, right? Uh, when was you? How old were you when you saw Halloween? Uh, I think I was probably ten. Did you actually get scared? Were you well, scared of Mike Myers? Yeah. How about you? When you saw Halloween, how old were you when you watched Halloween? I've never watched. You I, was more, Halloween. I was yeah. more afraid of the I, death yeah. than Mike Myers himself. I think I, the death kind of the first up. horror. Movie. Were you ever afraid of Mike Myers? Like if someone was standing outside your window, I we'll get it's <laughs> a William Shatner mask. By <laughs> the way. Come on, man, yeah. it's a Mike Myers mask. Yeah, if, if someone stood outside this window with a, if, with a fucking mm. Mike Myers mask right now, like unexpectedly, yeah. I'd be afraid. <laughs> That's not saying much. You should open the windows. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Take a look. No, no. Take a look outside the window. <laughs> no, there's nobody out there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a William Shatner mask. By the way. Yeah. Did you see how unconvincing he was? There's no one out there. His <laughs> rational mind was like, of course there's no one out there. But little Diz inside, little, little eight-year-old Diz inside was like, there's someone out I there. Was, I was about eight. Ali's paid someone no. to be out there. So I was about eight or nine when Mustafa made me watch Friday the 13th, like part four or some shit. With Freddy? No, Friday the 13th is Jason. Jason, Jason, yeah, Jason. So yeah. I, that I remember. I remember it because there was boobs and they were having sex in a, in a tent. And then he sticks his machete through the girl as she's riding the guy. Yeah. That's that's what I remember. She's riding him with what? She was riding him, you know, like cowboy style, uh, cowgirl style. Or oh, she was having sex. They were having sex. They're always having sex. Yeah, they were having sex in a tent. I don't remember this scene. <laughs> they were in a tent, and mm. she was on top of him. Yeah, this and then is a machete went through. Horror her. movies have always replicated. There was it was an attempt to uh, exploit sex, right? Because all horror nerds yeah. love boobs, right? Yeah. It was always that's why there was always a lot more. Most nudity was in horror, mm-hmm. right? Out of the adult rated or like the yeah. R rated, right? Yeah, but it was also. In order to kind of replicate morality, it was always if you had sex, you're gonna die. Yeah. Right. So the people who went off to have sex, they were the first to die. Yeah. And first to die. The virgin I went, survives. I went from being very happy to see it from for seeing boobs to being scared because of machete. Terrified. Went I mean, that's yeah. the whole point, right? It's so like you were more scared Elliot. of Jason than Mike Myers. Well, yeah, because I didn't I didn't watch Halloween. I didn't even know what Halloween was until I, got I wasn't older. afraid of either of them. I was not afraid of either of them. I never found horror that scary. I found it interesting. The only horror movie where I went, uh, I'm not so sure about this. There's only two horror movies that made me slightly unsure. The first horror movie that genuinely frightened me was uh, the Aliens movie. What was it called? Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. 
That scared the shit out of me. That scared the shit out of me. I spent an entire night with the light on. Yeah. The other one that kind of got to me wasn't scary, but it made me go, oh, yeah, this could happen. Final Destination. Meh. Oh, because it's just people dying. The thought of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a force you could not see, could not, but is out to get you. That was, in my opinion, more terror. Though, in reality, I have always said supernatural horror, all that stuff, not as scary as things like the strangers yeah it's because that shit happens i couldn't i couldn't finish texas chainsaw massacre so that I happens i never watched the first exorcist i did later on right yeah, why the but exorcist isn't scary yeah but the first exorcist, gross when i was younger i didn't watch the first exorcist right okay but the exorcist 2 you watched i watched which is even less scary but it freaked me out to the point where i couldn't finish it have you ever seen the exorcism of emily rose yes that one's a good one. That one's fucking... That's a solid one. That one's scared of shadow. After the, the last exorcist with Anthony Hopkins, I spent a month going around. The power of Christ compels you. I remember, I remember that, yeah. Annoyed the shit that out of That was like 10 years ago. That yeah. was 10 years. Fuck you, man. <laughs> what are you getting, what's, who the fuck appointed you Killjoy date keeper over how here? Was the, how was that the Literally, Literally every time we've said something, this is like CD-ROM this and CD-ROM that, <laughs> 1996 this, and that was 10 years ago this. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I'm, I'm trying to become a story. <laughs> Old fart, <laughs> piece of shit. Like constantly reminding people how old we are. He is the oldest person on the podcast. You are the oldest person. I am the bonkers. oldest person. That's why. Actually, my favorite horror movies are uh, you know before your newfangled CD-ROMs <sighs> and your fax machines and shit. Right. I was all about the old school horror movies. Which ones? Right. In 1986, the year that we were born. The I was not born in 1986. Yeah. Why are you looking at him? He's yeah. an 89 kid. Yeah. Uh, barely. The, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> you barely. That we were born. You're yeah. right dab in the middle of 89. Yeah. Debatable. <laughs> no, it is objectively verifiable. I was barely born in the eighties, bro. Oh, that's true. Barely yeah. born in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So eighty six, the so, year of our Lord. Eighty six. Yes, the year of the year of the Lord. <laughs> yes, I'll leave on me. <laughs> you piece of shit. You went it for yourself. There was a movie called The Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. Now oh, you me... have to understand that this thing is actually based on an actual serial killer. Um, you know, um, Henry Miles. Lee, yeah. Henry Lee Lucas. <laughs> Henry's not an alarming name. Henry, Henry Lee Lucas, Lucas is. It's you is, know, yeah. three three names, three white names, along with the uh, the, the killer Henry known as Lucas. Otis Tool. Right, they were drifter serial killers that would indiscriminately murder people, kind of along their way. Uh, Otis Tool in real life actually was one of the ones to he admitted to killing Adam Walsh, the guy who did America's Most Wanted. You know how his his oh, youngest his son, son yeah. uh, was mm. disappeared from the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Otis Otis Tool uh, had admitted before he died that he was the one that abducted Adam. Right. This oh, is a, this was a movie based on the you know on the actual killers Henry V. Lucas and Otis Tool. Yeah. Um. You have to. The thing is, what's crazy about this is that Random there's a killers. scene in Fuck. that movie uh-huh. where it's like a it's literally it's a home invasion. I mean, they're assaulting this woman and they're killing her and they're killing her husband and stuff. And then it pans out and you realize that they're rewatch they're watching a video they recorded of them yeah. of them murdering this woman. Yeah. And there's like something that's so creepy about it yeah. right and it's also the actor who is uh michael rooker who oh plays yeah, yondu, a, yeah yondu right? yeah the guy who plays yondu he's the one that plays henry lee lucas in this that's his movie. first ever like film yeah i think and it's fun and i think what it is the combination of kind of the camera being like you know like the the, the camera quality is a little bit lower right the audio is a little bit different uh-huh. even the music and everything all of it kind of put together into this weird kind of stew of creepiness that I think makes it almost scarier than 
mm. modern horror movies. I felt that way a lot too with all those things. Even you look at something like, um, you know, uh, Damien, right? The Damien movies. The Omen. Right. The Omen. Uh-huh. Right. You were um, scared of Damien? Well, it wasn't so much that I was scared of it, but what they did that was so great about those, the, the controlling of of energy in that movie i think was amazing because it went from being this really it would go completely calm damien and then this is for you exactly it would go calm it would be kind of quiet very very kind of steady and all of a sudden something crazy would happen the reality is that if i ever met damien i'll punch him in the face yeah well he's son of a devil yeah i punch him in the face damien is the least threatening of all evil little because like there's some evil babies and kids out there you know what the thing is right like you guys are afraid of like these actual like things that could get you. No, he mentioned Omen. He's yeah, no, Omen. no, but like you're like even like Omen. Like no, I know. But, ain't no Antichrist running around. I know, unless you consider Trump the Antichrist. You know how like you've Which said. Which do? You've said the scariest. Roughly. The scariest thing is the real person. I've right? said that. Right? You yes. said that. Right? Yes. He's so, he's scared of mixed things. But no, he yeah, but he did the Henry portrait of a serial killer. That's true. Right? That was his favorite. Mm. The reason why like the supernatural shit freaks me out. Right? Was that like so? When I was a kid, um, I was like seven years old. Right. Okay. I had just moved to Virginia. Okay. All right. So I, you know, like the whole I, fucking state's haunted. Yeah, for sure. But. Uh, after my dad passed away, we moved to Virginia and we stayed with my aunt, right? Yeah. Now, mind you... Who's also haunted. My aunt, yeah. right? My aunt lost two children before yes. my, Shh. my cousin was she born, did. right? She, she she lost two children. One, You I didn't like, know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. But she lost two children, a, a, a son and a daughter, right? The daughter was like three way, or four years old when she passed. Way to share this family secrets, man. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not a family secret, oh, but it's just whatever. I'm not sure of this. So, uh, my, my aunt had lost some children. And, you know, I I was up. It was in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right? I couldn't sleep. Yeah. You know, like, I was seven years old. It was like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. And, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're just kind of staring outside of your room. There was nothing else I could do. I didn't have a fucking cell phone back then. Out the door. Yeah, you're staring out the door, out the room. I'm staring Why'd in the Why did you hallway. have your door open? Because I was afraid to sleep with the door closed. Of course you right? were. Yeah, so, oh, of course yeah, you were. So, well, you motherfuckers. I've kidding. never met a more wimpy kid in my I was life. seven years old. You were a wimpy-ass kid. Yeah, man. it's all good because you fucking, you guys would scar me. Hey, you can't blame me for scarring you at this time. You were seven. Yeah. In Virginia. But I was in California. Well, what happened prior to that? I, I don't know. <laughs> when I lived in California. <laughs> these are these are these are these are going back ages ago. <laughs> Who remembers these times? You're a I historian. Do. I, do. I don't remember ancient past, not recent past. So look, anyway, what I had for breakfast? So I was I was a f- I didn't sleep with the door open. I, I didn't sleep with the door closed because I'm a wimpy kid. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Good. Fair enough. Staring out in the hallway. Right. Yes. Staring out. Staring. Into the darkness. There was a light. There was a light in the hallway. The uh, light in the hallway. Even worse. Off, right? The light in the hallway is turned on. Because the dark, you could just convince yourself of shit you've seen. Now, I kid you not. Yes. This is literally what I saw. You, you could tell me I didn't see it or I was dreaming it, but you're full of shit because this image is scarred in my head for the yeah. rest of my life. I saw two children, yeah. a boy and a girl, yeah. going running towards my aunt's room yeah it was medina right. and mustafa they weren't they weren't there right so like i see this and at the time i didn't know yeah right about all this other what stuff you do okay keep going so like they ran to my aunt's room and i'm thinking i'm tripping right did you freak out i freaked out did you start crying i didn't start crying you started crying i didn't start crying you started crying no no, no. i didn't because i was i was too scared to cry i didn't know what to do was you paralyzed by fear yeah i was paralyzed did by you fear. hide under the blankets no I why do kids think that the blankets are oh 
He's got the blanket on. Can't stab him. That's true. It's the, it's the parrot thing. I, you put so the blanket on. Yeah. In my, my mind at the time, I tried to rationalize it. I thought it was my brother's, right? Mm-hmm. So Who I, looks like a girl. Right? No. But I go down, right? Mm-hmm. I Because it was a bunk bed. I go down. I see my, my, my little brother, my, my middle brother asleep. Should have slapped his ass right? awake. No. I see his asleep. Like, we're haunted. Get so up. Couldn't have been him, right? <laughs> next door. Reaction. Next yeah. door is my mom's room, right? Mm-hmm. Not her. And I go to see if my youngest brother had maybe I just saw my youngest brother's shadow yeah. in him, right? Thinking like, no, okay, he's maybe. asleep. I go, no, he's asleep. So I fucking freak out. I jump in the bed next to my mom. I'm gonna go in bed. Did right. you tell her anything? No, I didn't tell her shit. I just told her I couldn't sleep. I'm in the morning, here. did you say anything? No, I didn't say anything. You never admitted it to anyone. Never admitted it to her. Yeah, never. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't know mm. what the fuck to say. They didn't think they were gonna believe me. So you kept kept it to yourself. Kept it to myself. Like, and it was weird. Like I didn't know. What would you do if you saw them? Tomorrow night. I don't know. Or tonight. Probably fucking freak out. If you opened your eyes and two little kids are staring at you. I'd fucking flip. Would you punch I'd try to punch him. Because your fucking natural reaction when you wake up is a strike thing, right? Because your dumbass, his dumbass wakes up ready to fight. Have you ever seen him wake up? Yeah. He wakes up ready to... He's all like he ready to like start swinging. But the funny thing is, like, he doesn't just do that... Like, he wakes up north, like even when his alarm clock goes off. The first yeah. thing he does in the morning is a punch. Oof. Yeah, it's just <laughs> instinct. His instinct is dumb as hell, right? Fight or flight. So whoever fight. gets married to this poor, whoever poor woman gets married to you is gonna be like unintentionally punched every morning <laughs> because she's like, "Hey, I made you breakfast." Oh, what the hell did? I'm so sorry. I'm so, it's just a natural reaction. It's a, even when you're not alarmed or scared, you just punch. Yeah, it's, it's like, true. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So this is why I fear the supernatural. Let me know. If you see any kids, fuck you tonight or tomorrow. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> but that's why staring I staring at you. That's why from I, your closet. Right. That's why I fear the supernatural. Do you keep your closet closed now? No, it's open. Okay, good. Yeah. But I, I'm good. gonna keep it closed tonight. <laughs> Is your closet a wind a mirror? No. Oh, dude, that's unfortunate. You don't have one of the sliding mirror ones. Nope. Oh, that's unfortunate. You have a mirror in your room. Nope. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's a shame. Case. Mirrors are protective. Fuck off. You're full of shit. The- no, I don't care. Look around my house. What do you see the most of? Yeah. Paintings. Pictures? No. What outnumbers the paintings and pictures? There's one mirror. Just ah, uh. uh, fuck. There's a whole bunch of mirrors. <laughs> there's a whole shit ton of mirrors, isn't there? Ah, uh, uh, see, I know my stuff. I'm putting a mirror in my room. <laughs> you want one of those? Yeah, let me get one. Getting shit. God damn it! Give me some sage. You could be exposed. <laughs> Give me some sage. John Tipton tweeted some sage. Yeah, Give me some sage. You fucked. You yeah, fucked. yeah no, it didn't work the first time. What makes but, you think it'll yeah, work see, now? See, this is why I fear the supernatural. Well, because you had a supernatural occurrence. Yeah, you had an occurrence with the delu- uh, the hallucinations. What you did? I think it's there was no ghost. You think it was a ghost? One hundred percent. Okay. I'm sending that ghost to you tonight, tomorrow. You're, I 100% believe it was a ghost. Two okay. ghosts. Do you know why ghosts show up on Halloween? No. Because the veil is thinnest between the worlds, according to Western European traditions, as well as Latin American tradition. The mm-hmm. veil between the living and the dead. Here's the thing that most people don't know. Is that Halloween is just the beginning of a series of days related to the dead. Hmm. All Hallows' Eve leads to All Souls' Day, leads to All Saints' Day. You're not safe until the end of the first week of November. God damn it. The spirits are awakened. Son of a bitch. I'm going to tell you my favorite uh, ghost story before we end for today. Do you have a favorite ghost story? Yeah, yeah, I have something similar. My favorite when I was growing up was from a book, uh, and I can read book. Those little books, like a first grade. Oh, I thought you said I can read a book. No, that's what they're called. That was the name of the book. (laughs) See? I... 
I can, and I can read a book. Oh, literally, yeah. and I can it's read. Like one of the, we, yeah, we were growing up. It's with, called yeah. In a Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. Uh-huh. This was my fucking favorite story of all time because it was creepy. It was about. It was called The Green Ribbon hmm. by a girl named Jenny, a pretty little girl that always wore a green ribbon around her neck, and she would never take off this green ribbon wherever she went. One day, she met this dude, this guy named Alfred, hmm. and Alfred fell in love with her and he always asked her jenny why do you wear that green ribbon around your neck and she's like you're gonna have to wait to find out and he kept asking her and they grew up together and they started to become adults and he asked her to marry her to marry him to marry him Uh they go to church even on her wedding night she's still wearing that goddamn green ribbon. Do they consummate the wedding? They consummate. I'm assuming they consummate. It's a children's book. It is a children's book. What are you reading in first grade? I don't know, man. Playboys. It's a hustler, okay? So as far as we know, they had, they had, they, they made eye contact and therefore conceived. Okay. Ah, yes, of course. Or what was it in anime? Every time they kiss, oh my God, I'm going to become pregnant, right? That's the Mm -hmm. ongoing joke in anime, right? Uh Uh, Anyways. uh, As I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) She wore her the green ribbon yes like why are you wearing this green ribbon even on her it's like you gotta have weight to find out one day she got really really sick mm. and he was worried and he was up all night uh caring for her worried about her she was fading away and fading fast and he didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and and he's crying and jenny goes now now i can tell you why i wear this green ribbon mm-hmm Go ahead and take it off. And he takes it off and her head falls off. Oh, what the fuck? This was a fantastic story. That's not scary. Not particularly clever, but creepy and eerie for a first grader. That's also messed up, man. Like, you would just kind of... She was undead, dumbass. You would would just kind of decapitate yourself in front of your loved ones? It wasn't that he was banging a zombie. necrophilia, dude. (laughs) First grade Diz is dumb as... Why are you reading it's books college, about necrophilia, College-level diz. Yeah. You're dumb as a doornail. You know that, son. <laughs> You're dumb as a doornail, son. Zombies and This shit. is my favorite story. It's also a really popular story. I bet you that people who are listening, they've heard of the Green Ribbon. Oh, yeah. Please no, tell yeah. me you've read this story. It's I, a, I mean, it's, it's one of those quintessential kids' ghost stories, I think. Right? <laughs> and I mean, honestly... You know, you don't need to get into that. Twilight. What was the now, other? That was necrophilia. That was necrophilia. Twilight. What was the other one that we were? It was a call. It was another book like a, this. That was, it was like scary stories telling the dark. Scary yeah. stories are telling the dark. I read, the dark. I read I that, love shit. that shit, man. Because yeah. we had a we had a library at Moulton Elementary that was like not that. really a library. It was yeah. Like a, it was like three bookshelves. It was a room with three bookshelves. Yeah. But the one thing that they had, yeah. was a few of those books. You I know, checked them out all the what time. What was the name of that that TV show on SNCC? Are you afraid of dark? I never watched that shit either. Fuck you guys. Snick, uh, Weird Tales, X Files, all that shit. X Files was creepy when you were a kid. If you watched X Files, that was for older. That was technically for kind of. I didn't watch that shit either. Mm. But you know that incidentally that uh, that Molten Library, oddly enough, had a bunch of those weird like those books about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. They had a lot of weird shit. Yeah, so like those were the books I always checked out. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I read about all that. You were into the Sasquatch for a while. I loved that. You obsessed with it. Also, where I got my book. That's why I keep Dizzy. The Golden Book of the Mysterious. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got it from. Yeah. Never returned that book. First book I've ever stolen in my life. What? Didn't you steal that Greek gods book from the library? That was from the actual library, not the... Yeah, from the Laguna Nigella. Laguna Nigella library. Oh, just when we day. say steal, I meant keep checked out until they charged me for it, and yeah. then I paid. Yeah. <laughs> I never actually stole, but those were my first instances of theft of books. <laughs> first instances. First instances, because they've happened... I've, I've stolen three books in my life. Oh. Huh. Three books. So, I think... 
So this is actually from my childhood, but yeah. it was uh, you know it was probably from about it's childhood in the nineteen seventies. Yeah. <laughs> He's the oldest dumbass <laughs> timekeeping dumbass. That was true. You know, I would I would pull out my phonograph and I would uh, you know turn up the the, the, Vic, the, the Victrola and um, <laughs> his theremin. Yeah, yeah. I just love you, timekeeping dumbass. <laughs> So bitter about his his constant reminder about all the time keeping <laughs> so angry at it. <laughs> Go carry on, tell us. Your so this story is actually from a uh, it's a Japanese comic by uh, someone who's a legend named Junji Ito. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know he he did uh, he actually I just, do I do he just released he literally for um. This past weekend, he yeah. just released his first issue. He he wrote and he uh, and drew a new Frankenstein comic. Yeah, he's a famous right? Japanese artist. Mm. This no guy stranger. is considered kind of like the like the the kind of the the most the optimal Japanese horror guy, right? And yeah. his artwork is is visceral. It's crazy. It's like heavy line work, right? Um, so I, I I always say to people that if you want horror comics, right, Junji mm. Ito is one of the most disturbing motherfuckers out there, mm. right? Now there's now this is Chorus of course V would go for the most disturbing. Yeah, you know, like believe me, it's fucked up. Uh, this is called the Enigma of Amagara Fault, I've right? Now this is actually a, this was actually kind of a short story that kind of came out. I think it was actually uh, in the the late '90s, if I remember correctly. Now it's uh, about this thing. Your teenage years. <laughs> I'm a punch yeah, in the throat. <laughs> Now uh, the story is about a guy who he's he's he there's a, in a prefecture in Japan yeah. a giant earthquake happens right and on the side of this of of Amigara this mountain um, a, a part of the mountain falls and there's a bunch of man-sized holes mm. like up against the side of the mountain yeah so they're all shaped my favorite like, side my favorite holes man-sized yeah <laughs> they're all they're all shaped they're all shaped like like humans yeah right and uh, you know along this ancient rock face. Uh, also, which is Ali's age, incidentally, is that piece of shit. <laughs> His little dings are going to cost him. You're not haunted tonight. His ass is haunted. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, v. I was the one that's dinged. I would just, I would just bring it up timelines. Yeah, you keep you laugh until you see death on your doorstep. Just keep laughing. Honestly, it was... Just keep laughing, motherfucker. I'm going to send the, go, the two little ghosts at your ass. I yes. deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that I've made it this long already impresses me, but this is this is besides the point. So this guy, he's hiking there, and he starts noticing that other people are hiking over there as well. Yeah. And he runs into this girl who's also hiking up the mountain. And they meet, and they talk, and now he's trying to find out why he's there, right? And they're like, oh, well, we're just looking for this fault. We're trying to figure yeah. it out. We've been having dreams about this place. Next thing you know, the media is there, the military is there, scientists is there. They're trying to study why there's this phenomenon of man-sized holes mm, along the side of this mountain. Mm. Right, and then all of a sudden, people begin to say, "I'm looking for my specific hole." There's one Shaped hole on, like yeah, me. Like, yeah, yeah. So all these people begin to start looking for the holes, and as they stay on the mountain, um, they begin to have dreams about mm. past lives. Mm. Right. One of them, like the the main character, is talking about how he dreamed in a past life that he would he had committed a mm. crime. This is like ancient, is like ancient times. He committed mm. a, a horrible crime, mm. and his punishment was that he had to walk through. The mountain through this hole mm. and then eventually as the scientists begin to study the holes they realize that the hole doesn't stay the same size the whole way through it gets more and more narrow mm. as you go through the mountain mm. later on in the week worst nightmare of your claustro fucking phobic. oh yeah, yeah. later right? on in the stuck week, in a mountain they find they go to the other side of the mountain they notice that these holes come out the other side but they're infinitely smaller mm. and they're almost like cracks in the yeah. mountain 
And then people start going crazy and screaming, I need it, this is my hole. So they begin to jump in and try to walk through. Hmm. And then you realize, you can hear that, like the in the comics, they talk about how you can hear the scraping hmm. along the sides as they go through these, this hole, the mountain, how hmm. they're in pain and how they're screaming. But they're, they're the we compulsion keep, to get keep through. Keep pushing. Right? Uh, and on the other side, you kind of see, Junji does this thing where it's like you see a very minor, you see this like grotesque, deformed being on the other side mm. walking through. And then this is like, that's, and that's just the end of the story. Oh, Jesus. Right? And the, the whole horror part, and this is what Junji Ito does so amazingly, is about the horror of, of compulsion, the fact that you don't want to do these things, but something keeps forcing you to. Right? Yeah. It's like, these people don't want to go through the hole. There they is, know it's painful. There's some interesting yeah. horror movies that deal with that kind of stuff, right? It's like you're forced to shoot yourself, forced to yeah. like, drill into your brain. That stuff is always... Because it ties into the fear of loss of control. Yeah. Because right? all horror comes down to that, is the, the loss of control in some way, yeah. shape or form. So this one is this is interesting because mm -hmm. you combine it with his art style, and they I think they might have made... Uh, his all of his stuff is is very kind of is is really visceral in my opinion. Yeah. And what I love about about his stuff is that some of it is just absolutely nuts. It's crazy. If you guys ever heard of Uzumeki, I've talked about it before. Yeah. The the comic about the spirals. Mm. It literally uh, it's it's almost like it's a masterpiece <laughs> in in comic book horror in the sense that like a spiral. It literally spirals out control every chapter that you read. Mm. It starts in a very minor way, and all of a sudden it just goes crazy. And the whole thing is literally surrounded by a compulsion towards spirals, mm. right? And then you never kind of, and then it's it, it, it's so disturbing. It's that interesting it that compulsion is the is a theme that shows up in the, in these comics. I wonder if there's a kind of cultural component of it, right? I feel like it really is because right? these are. These are very, very much Japanese, yeah. right? It, it surrounds the culture. It surrounds I think there's, we right? could easily do an episode on the cultural components of horror, right? And how horror looks differently in different places and different stories, right? It's like that is true. Middle Eastern horror rarely has to do with... It tends to be more supernatural. Yeah, it's all about gin It's all about stuff. gin and stuff. And yeah. mostly because life is horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've grown up in war-torn countries. Like, you don't have a lot of stories of strangers showing up and killing you. Uh, yeah, right? but you have stories of ancient ruins, of jinn that show up, and things like that. It's so like the Middle Eastern horror is very supernatural, yeah. right? American horror has a very kind of interesting component to it. We're not, you know, we have monster movies, but we don't have big monster movies, right? That is true. We don't yeah. have the Godzilla types. Our monster yeah. movies are different; they're more personal. They always are dealing with what camping. Yeah. Right, like the original trope mm -hmm. is camping. Yeah, that's an American phenomenon. Yeah. Right, no oh, yeah. one, no one in yeah. Kabul, Afghanistan is like, we met this horror when we went camping to, you know, Solang Pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one in Afghanistan has that type of horror, yeah. right? <laughs> well, we went down to to this place yeah. and like suddenly yeah, we, we had horror. No, this is a, or Iran, right? Yeah, we so, went to Sangaran. Yeah, we went to Ifsahan. Yeah. Oh shit! Right? Yeah. Or I mean, I wonder like. She does. You probably know more about this than I do, but I'm thinking about like horror writers like Lovecraft, yeah. right? And about like kind of like European writers where some concepts of like maybe like corruption, like corrupting yeah. influences, well, like kind of create. H.P. Lovecraft is kind of his own. I think we can easily have another conversation about horror. Um, I'm not sure can, if we'll have we it not? next week. Um, but we'll, we'll talk because I think this is a whole other conversation that we can d dive into the Dad. kind of cultural components of fear and horror and what makes people afraid. Um, something to consider. We might make it a YouTube video. 
Yeah, for, well, for right. uh, so we'll we'll consider it. This is something to, to, but I think this is a good place. Manholes is a good place to end. Yeah, for for Halloween. No mas horas. Um, let us know what you think about our our conversation. Uh, please listen to to the beginnings of it, and hopefully you take the message to heart. But also the, the lighter side of this podcast. Or do you have a favorite horror movie? Share it with us. We'd love to to hear about it. Um, you can tweet us. You can Facebook us. Dizzle. Let you know how you can do that. We also want to know about uh, if you have a scary story that you've experienced. It could be something that you, a story you read or some experience that you have uh, i shared my we shared our honeymoon story Diz showed his, shared his uh hallucinating babies uh story yeah, i <laughs> saw what i saw motherfucker. Yeah. so share with us we'd love to hear uh more about it Diz, why don't you let them know how they can get a hold of us yeah you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy go in there like us we're on the tweets follow us on twitter at currently nerdy we're on the instagram where we could snap pictures of stuff at currently nerdy on instagram we're at tumblr where we write notes and stuff currently nerdy.tumblr.com we're on the youtubes where we post these awesome videos and we have giveaways so go on there it's just search currently nerdy on youtube um we're on stitcher google play and also the itunes podcast app and most places where you get your podcast make sure you're subscribed you give us a five-star rating and a nice review um Thank you to the new people who have given us some five-star reviews or five-star ratings. They didn't give us reviews, but they rated us five stars. So thank, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Helps our algorithms. And if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. Just find me on websites at thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. Ali? You can catch me on my website at alialomi.com or on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History, which you'll be returning in a couple weeks. Diz. Um, you cannot tweet me all your scary stories Please at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. That's my handle for like everything. Send him really scary images. Just Yeah, just... Just don't. I want a person to dedicate their Twitter to just sending you a terrifying image. And it could be something simple, like a black screen with a single white ring over and over again. Fuck off. But that it gets like increasingly closer to the ring. Blocking you, motherfuckers. I'm just saying. Yeah, we should do you. a creepy YouTube. We should do a creepy YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be involved in creepy that. YouTube videos. Fuck yes. you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do your little outro. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> for everyone here at Curly Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. Remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. Oh, have hey, a, hold on. Oh, what? Keep your, hold your oh. horses. Oh, sorry. Have a happy Halloween. Have a safe, happy, safe Halloween. And remember, after you have all that candy, drink all that booze, and, you know, get all the goodies of Halloween, go out and vote next week. Yeah, bitch, vote. I'll hail the Curly Nerdy Empire.